see. Let's make sure these are comfy. Like, like you can roll it in and out. It's just pull it in. Knock them out the box, Rick. Knock them out, Rick. Knock them out the box. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thank you for coming. I'm really enjoying getting to know you. I feel like I've known you for years, even though it's been months. Right? Because we get, we just start talking about whatever. I know. We go deep quick. I told Lisa that for real. Yeah. Okay, so I want to just when are we have you drink? tell. Oh, we're drinking now. <laughs> it's actually the perfect time to drink, Nico, because let's take it all the way back. <laughs> Who was Nico as a, as, a, as a child? What was Nico's childhood like? What were your struggles? How did you become, essentially, the Nico that we see before us today? Well, and tell us who, maybe tell us who you are first, if you could. Like, what's your elevator pitch? And then go back. Uh, I don't have an elevator pitch. I'm Nico. You know, I like nice things in life. I, I believe it, people should treat each other the way that they want to be treated and, and, and then some. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just because not everybody needs to be treated great. Right. But I feel that people need to treat each other with kindness and, and, and with uh, patience and, you know, more so in the way the world is, is now is that, you know, there people do a lot of judging and, uh, you know, I just, I just feel right now, you know, but if I were to give an elevator pitch, that's the way, you know, I had some great mentors in life. Uh, I got a, you know, when I, when I was 10, I used to walk around with a lawnmower and a bucket and I used to mow lawns and wash cars or wash cars and mow lawns, whatever got, you know, whatever, you know, my, my, family didn't have a ton of money at all. And, uh, if I wanted to do fun stuff with the neighborhood kids, I had to come up with $5, you know, and that, you know, now it's $30 for you right. know, to go to a movie, but whatever it was, you know, I, I had to come up with it. So I, I you know, it paid, I'd help with paper routes, whatever. But when I was 12, my sister went and got a job interview at a restaurant, a little sandwich shop called Mr. Phillies. And she was watching me. So I went with her um, I sat in the lobby, uh, and, and the, the owner was, so the, it, the guy was a pro surfer and he married into this, uh, lady who had a lot of money Her dad had a lot of money. So the dad was this dentist and he's like, Hey, your son's a loser surfer. Um, he's going to open up a sandwich shop. He needs to have a job. And, and he went around and anyone who showed up, he said, anyone who showed up here today, you're hired. So he started, they started handing out applications. And I looked at my sister and I said, should I take one of these? And she was like, yeah, go ahead. And when he came around, he's like, how old are you? I go, I'm almost 13. And he's like, wait, hey, if you, if you can get a, a work permit from school, uh, you know, we'll give you a job. So I did, and it allowed me to work one day a week, like four to five hours a day. By the time I was 14, I was a manager of the place. Wow. You know, like a little junior manager, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, supervisor. Yeah, that was your start because you're, you're in restaurant operations. I am. So then I moved into uh, another, my neighbor yeah. opened up a sandwich shop and I ended up, you know, being a part of that sandwich shop. And actually, small world, I haven't seen him in 25 years and he, he's coming today. So that's, that's going to be oh, a wow. reunion. That's just a flashback. Oh, that's amazing. Right, but cool. so then I jumped into... Uh, a full service restaurant. I bartended there when I was 21. 
worked my way up to a regional director, you know, 12 years later, yeah. overseeing, you know, I opened over 50 restaurants with him, lived in London, lived in Puerto Rico, got to live all over the US, uh, got to experience some things. Then I went into fine dining. Um, then I went into being a partner with a restaurant in Vegas. I'm snapshotting it. Um, and then, you know, eight years ago, almost, I, I took a position with the restaurant I'm with now and worked my way up to an equity regional partner. So that's what I do at this current time. So when did you know like you that this was like your future? Did you know right away? Like, did you fall in love with the restaurant business no, at 12? I'm, or I'm, or you just let the, the... I'm still not in love with it. <laughs> really? So, so again, so yeah. you know, I, I'm a flip sided. I love people. Yes. But I also hate people. Yeah. That's weird to say, but you know, I the you know I you, think that's probably true for yeah most it, people. Like, not that they hate them, but eh, we there, get annoyed. There's some uh, people out there <laughs> actually, that I'm like I, I'm yeah. not I'm not a racist man in general. I hate everyone equally. Right. And um, and what I mean by that is you know people that that have bad intentions or integrity is not there or they're dishonest or they cheat on their spouse or they. You know, just stuff that to me is not in my uh, in my line of because I feel not I in line a, with your character. Right. And I feel right. I, you know, I, I try to be a better guy every day, you know, so I, you know, people that aren't you don't have to be me and I'm not perfect by any means. I'm, I'm learning. Um, but, you know, it's I, I just feel that the, the people in the world today, you know, it's and not today. It's always been, you know, it's just it's become more. Uh, apparent. Yeah. It's more obvious. It's in our face every day. Social yeah. media. We were just talking about you. I don't know if you saw it on the live, but we were doing a podcast uh, with John Booker and his whole message. The reason he wanted to come back on was he just had so many bad experiences as a bodyguard working for, for celebrities and other people that he just had to say, like, people just need to treat each other better. And we talked about you and your management style. Like I was quoting your story. You know, they, you manage like, you have like 1,500 people under you and you touch every single one every month, once a month, which is, and I actually least, did the numbers on that. And I'm like, to. that's 50 people a day, every day. It's a lot of fucking contact. That's a full-time job. Yeah, you but, figure But because every, you treat people right and you listen to them and you empathize and you try to understand and that's what makes a good leader. But that's a lot of work. Well, So they take the shortcut. It's not they work. they treat people like shit. It's not work when... Um, when it actually means something to you, you know, when, you know, that, it, so for example, if I have 200 people, not nah, 150, 100 to 150 people in the biggest restaurant that I run, um, if I walk in that restaurant, I'm 100%, um, I'm going up to you, looking you in your eyes, shaking your hand, asking you how you're doing. So these touch points might last three minutes. And then people who I can see in their eyes that, something or they or they answer ah i'm okay then it's a longer conversation so it, but the point is you know you try to teach that you try to teach that when you go into any job doesn't have to be a restaurant doesn't have to be barrett's it doesn't have to whatever it is when you go into any job or any situation if you just walk up to someone and go hey high five beat it uh that's not you know but if you look at someone in the eyes and you show that you care um, you get someone who who will produce results for you in any which way in life. Dude, 
That is such a powerful message. Delicious. I really salute, man. Cheers, <laughs> man. That's beautiful. No, really. I like I that might be the message of the interview, maybe, because I really do pride myself. And I think like maybe because we were always on the come up in life, we understand. We appreciate and a lot of people don't stop to try to understand people. They just think that they're beneath them or they're not important. They don't talk to the cleaning crew they don't talk like and that always bothered me to be honest and that that is getting worse everyone's like trying to be you know their own brand and trying to like figure out how to become a billionaire everyone's like talking this way versus just figuring out who you are and connecting with point. people the right way but that's a good point and i've used that in in my own life is um, because i i wasn't always like a, I called it a good leader. I won't even say a great leader. Yeah. I, I used to, um, I used to run some top restaurants, and I ran them in fear. People, you know, if I walked in, all of a sudden it was like, whoop, whoop, hey. And uh, I had a mentor say to me one day, "What if you got those people to produce the same exact results, but they actually wanted to produce them, not did them out of fear?" And then my father died a few years later. And when my father died, he was branded. He was branded an amazing man, a Marine, a guy who fought for his country, who did this. And so I, that that's a good point that you just said, is how do you want to be branded in life? You know, some people are branded materialist, materialistic and all they care about is money, but that's not really them. That's just an insecurity. It, the, right. The, the, the branding, how I want to be branded, how do you want to be remembered, right? So... 20 years ago, I, if I were to die and my employees went to my funeral, they would have said, yeah, that guy got good numbers, but he was a dick. Right. I don't he, think yeah. they'd say that now. Right. <laughs> that's fucking amazing, dude. First of all, thank you for admitting that because that's what's helpful is someone out because we can change. I feel I wasn't always the best leader either because of insecurity. Like coming up, you're insecure about your own abilities. So you feel you have to keep people in check. But once you realize none of us know what we're doing anyway, and, and we're all just people and that you do have something to offer, you know, we hopefully like realize that sometimes it takes a mentor or someone to teach us that life, experience. but it's the better way. That's the key. It's actually better for people to adopt that. They're going to get better results in the long run. They're going to have more support. They're going to have people they can count on because people feel that. If they feel you're just managing them in fear, they might do it. But as soon as they don't have to do it anymore, as soon as you don't have that leverage. Well, as soon as you out. walk out of the building, right. they're, you know, all Fuck of a sudden him. it's, okay, Fuck yeah. that guy. 100%. Right. That was always my style. And I had people even tell me, like, you shouldn't be so friendly with your employees. And probably earlier in my career, I probably didn't understand how to balance that. Because you also have to tell them, hey, I need you to do this. I need you, you know what I mean? But it, you could totally do it. You can always respect those lines and just treat people kindly and with respect. They're a human being. You know what I mean? Agreed. Family first, all that stuff. And it comes back to you. You may not, it may not come back to you right away, but it'll come back to you in the long run. Agreed. Yeah. So we're at Barrett's, Barrett Automotive Group with Nico Solomon. We might have to put this right in the beginning. Just because people are coming in now, we should probably yeah. explain what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah. And we're doing a live podcast here. I don't think we did our IG live, but that's okay. We'll just post this. 
So people are walking around. People are coming in. There's a car show. There's tacos. Cigars, and, uh, whiskey. Yeah, we hang out here sometimes. The lounge is open right. upstairs for the, for the public today. I have a locker up there, and I store my 63 Caddy here. So it's this is, uh, I think, you know, I've been... I've been to other lounges that, um, or other car places that are a little bit more luxurious than this. This one has not only it's, it's beautiful. They have a detail center. They have a, uh, they, they can change your oil. They can just on that rack, they can store 30 cars. And the best part about it, the reason why I love being here is the people. And I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about today. Yeah. Anyways, the people that work here, you know, from the owner, Kevin, to Thomas, Luke, and Amias, uh, those, they, all four of those guys are the reason I'm proud to keep my car here and wear their hat. Agreed. And Kevin needs to give me a jacket now, too. Exactly. Just for this spot alone, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's worth at least a jacket. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great place. I've been here like half a dozen times now. We've done events here. The lounge upstairs is sick, right? hangout it it's a yeah. it's a it's a man and woman cave right and it's becoming more of a like an event spot yeah so more park don't forget barrett auto group and more park because there's another one there's one in agura yeah owned by barrett as well uh kevin but this one's bigger this one's got a better lounge yeah the other one's great yeah but my car's here so this one's better right and, and it does have the nicer lounge let's be honest so let me ask you this man like like how you became this person like that you are today, which is interesting because like most people, even though we're older, we we still always are changing, man. Even the last, for me, like year, two years. From com- yesterday. We're evolving. Yeah, yesterday. As soon from as you think you have it figured out. with you, my really? mind thinks differently. Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't even, yeah. we don't realize that. I, I don't. Same for me too, man, because I do listen. And when you said that story about touching each of those people i was like man and that that is how i like to manage but i always now i'm like oh, i'm busy i'm busy i can't get back to you i'll call you in a couple of days and but and i do know, it's, it's, understand how important it's that managing is. your time right yeah, right what is important to you right so for me you know you have to set aside the distractions and figure out what is important to you what makes you happy and i can honestly say most people don't know what truly makes them happy you know, they think a Lamborghini might make them happy. You know, happy is a feeling, but right. it, it's an emotional state. But being honestly uh, at peace with yourself and, you know, waking up and going to bed and living your life. You know, I'm not 100 percent there. Right. Same. You know, I'm, there, there's no way I'm not I'm not the, the my best part of my life is my wife. And she's the one who probably is my biggest mentor and uh, has changed me daily. We're back and we're back. <laughs> Big Rick. Where were we, man? Shit. Who knows? I have some questions though. What are your questions? Cause we're going to, we have 10 minutes to wrap up. Then Barrett auto group is going to pop off with their cars and coffee event. Mm-hmm. And they've graciously allowed us to shoot this before the event. Um, so I'm just curious, like, Okay, you're in. You're you're a successful. You know, you have. You're a successful person. I would say, right? You got. I know we have improvements to make, but you got your shit together. Do you think like, and you you have gratitude. You appreciate people the way you treat people. How much do you think that has to do with the come up that you had? Like, 
Because I feel like part of part of it is like the struggles like we go through. Like you said, you were you started working at a young age and and kind of hustling and having to show yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, age. you know, part of it was uh, what I didn't tell you is uh, the tattoo on my arm from my dad. He was my stepdad, and uh, the what I didn't tell you too is that. They, he was married to my mom for 25 years and he raised me since I was three. Um, but my mom and him did not have a good relationship and they did not treat each other right. And at a young age, I learned that what not to do. I don't know if that makes sense, but of course it does. You know, at a young age, you, you end up learning that, that you shouldn't treat someone like that. Right. I think that's such an important point because you can't control the environment that you're born into as a baby, right? It's not your choice to be born into that circumstance, but, but you can decide I'm going to follow that advice. And then this, that if you're smart enough to realize it's not the best way to do it, you can adopt a different way. The problem is a lot of people think, that's how you have to be. Well, I learned I the mean, wrong thing from my parents too, I mean, man. Look growing at up. you watch all these, all these kids grow up without dads or without a good environment or without, you know, proper mentorship or whatever, and they're in prison or they right. do bad things. I was blessed with a brain that allowed me to know the difference from right and wrong at a young age, and I did plenty of wrong. Um, On purpose, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thinking, Experiment. Yeah, you know, as, as yeah, it doesn't make a you a bad person. Age, you know, I did, I did wrong. I did wrong things. Everyone does, right? Um, but I knew at a young age that it, I knew the difference. Young, I knew the difference. Why do you think you knew that? Did somebody know. instill that, or you just were clever? Well, I think my stepdad, even though he didn't, they didn't get along. And I just, I call him my dad. Yeah, I call him pops. It says Johnny Pap on my arm, but. I think there's two things. One, um, he and my mother loved each other very much. Um, you know, a year after they got divorced, he passed. And I think it was out of loneliness and out of depression, out of, he had a, they think he had a heart attack. You know, I'm the one who found him in his, uh, you know, in, in his apartment. Wow. And uh, to be honest, it's the best closure I've ever had. I spent 11 hours with him while he laid in bed till the coroner got there. Wow. And, you know, with police coming in and out and this going out. But it was, you know, most people uh, would think that that damages you. It didn't damage me. It, it gave me more clarity and more how do I want to live and more how do I want to treat people and more, you know, just more out of life. And so. That's beautiful, man. That is beautiful. I. I Right. I'm afraid I'm afraid to like share like no like when my mom passed away suddenly and we went to the hospital at like 2 a.m. and I they let me be in the room with her alone. I didn't know what I was going to do. I don't know if I was going to be freaked out. But um, I just kept saying I love you. And I never really told her she was alive. That's what's crazy. Yeah, it's good to be vulnerable. I love it. I was a different You're a good person, man, dude. Man. Thank you. Well, I, you know, when my dad. Was That's like, why I appreciate my kids. I tell my, I would have never told my kids I love you so much if my mom hadn't well, died here's, so young. Here's weird. It too. taught me like, oh shit. 
When Don't my, wait. When my dad was laying there in his bed, I was going crazy. I went through all his stuff. I found out. I went through his cabinets. I found diabetes pills. I never knew he had diabetes. The guy was a closed book. Right. Except we knew we loved each other and he was my best friend. I found, um, uh, you know, I was opening his eyelids. I mean, I've never told anyone that. I was like, wake up. You know, I'm like. I was trying to put energy on him. I was doing weird stuff. Like you, you're with someone for. It's like instinctual, best man. Friend, yeah. Know? Like, have you ever seen the Green Mile? Yeah. I almost tried to breathe air into him. Like, right. <laughs> no, it's like animals. But, That's mean, what you, animals do. You, you don't. You don't think. You know. I. I didn't. I wasn't like who's judging me. I, right. I, I was. You just, give a that fuck. was as raw as I could have been. And the sad thing about that is that it was the best closure I ever had. Because I, I literally, I sat with him for an hour. Then I went through his stuff. Then I sat with him for an hour. Then I went through his stuff. Then the police were there. Then, 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 then. And, and uh, you know, I, 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 did, I set up his funeral. I did his eulogy. I mean, I did, you know, and uh, my, my family didn't have the money to pay for his funeral. And I was doing okay at the time. And, and I, so I, I, I took care of that. And at the end of the day, it, to, for me, now I look at death in a different way too. You know, he was at peace from what it looked like. Yeah, you know, you saw I, that firsthand. I saw it. You know, I know, I, man. That's a crazy. And, it was a crazy and, experience and, to and, be alone with her. And he wasn't there. Yeah, right. It, it 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 was a shell. Yeah. So even though I saw this man that I that raised me. Yeah. I'm like. It can same man. It was closure for me because. I knew, okay, this isn't her. It didn't even look like, it looked like her, but not. I thought it he was going like, to jump up and say April Fool's. Really? Like, Come on. I slapped him a couple times. Yeah. Open his eyes. I mean, yeah. I was, I was, uh, and it's well, not it's that so I'm fun. ever ashamed to talk about it. I just yeah. never do. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, my wife knows. Yeah. She's, I tell her everything, but, you know, I, I, again, it falls under that branding yeah. of, what you want to be, who you want and, to be. And. Well, it's important that you share because people shouldn't judge themselves no matter what process they have to go through. We are animals, man. And when something final like that happens to someone that's such a big part of your life, like that's what you do. It's interesting. We don't know what we're going to do until it happens. I didn't know how I would react. Nobody Is, does. Can I ask you yeah. if it's weird that as deep as we're talking right yeah. now, in the my brain, this is where my brain works. Tell me, so yeah. this will give everyone <laughs> a little sense of my brain. These wheels would look really good on my BMW. <laughs> you compartmentalize. Yeah, you're able Dude, that, to have like, a deep, it, tearful like, conversation. Right. And, you know, at the same time, I'm like, but these this would look really good on my BMW. Isn't this a great table idea? It's phenomenal. I love this, I have a man. buddy who flies airplanes and he has a airplane hangar at Whiteman Airport. Yeah. He has a 747 polished wheel with a glass table on top wow. of it with beautiful like yeah. leather chairs from a like a G8. Yeah, yeah. Or actually G5 back mm -hmm. then. <laughs> that's that's the way to do it, man. So, um I love that you were able to be really good friends with your dad, right? Even though they didn't get along. Like instead of judging somebody for a failed relationship when they when they split up he came and stayed with me for a year 
And my mom's like, how could you? I'm right. like, you married him. Right. It's not you, he your fault me. that you're friends with him he and that you like me. each other. So right. don't judge me. I'm not going to put my dad out on the street. Smart. And so he lived with me for a year. Smart. At the exactly. time, my girlfriend was not Lisa. Yeah. But my, my dad would walk around in his underwear. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, live with it. Yeah. Get live used to it. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. What was one last question? One last question. What was question. your biggest struggle like that you had to overcome like to get to uh you know the place you are in life um, now as a child? Honestly, uh I think uh I had to get over myself. So you know, there and I still my family, and this is another conversation, but my, my mom's side suffers from a lot of depression and it, it is in my life. I had to learn how to overcome depression without wow. taking pills without taking medicine, without, with the use of meditation, with the use of, yeah. you know, uh, uh, treating people well, I talk about that shit. money helps. Um, no, but, is, but so, whether you're clinically depressed or not, we all are struggling with, are we good enough? Is this going to be good enough? You know, am I doing what yourself. I should? Yeah. got to get over yourself. How dude? So what is just all um, of those things? You know, I did it at a young age also. It's like, you, I spent a lot of time with myself battling my own demons and uh, I won. And, and my- How? Tell what? us, like, how did you win? Uh, meditation. Yeah. Uh, Self-meditation, being alone, listening to, here's what I do know. This is what I can tell you. Every person is different. So what works for me might True. work for you, but if it doesn't change your plan, try something so else. Listen, I, I know this. I tell my team this all the time. My, I tell my uh, upper team, you know, we got to make a plan. We got to make a plan for sales. We got to make a plan for the P and L. We got to make a plan for EBRA. We got to make a plan for culture. Let's make that plan. Awesome. We made that plan. Did it work? No. Why? The plan was no good. Hold on. Let's. So what I, there's only two reasons a plan doesn't work. You didn't follow it or it's a bad plan. So that's what you have to find out. And that's the same thing with depression. Yeah. Same thing with. So for me, uh, it, yeah. you know, it, I'm a, I like being around good people. That helps. Um, I, I found myself when I go on vacation with another couple and we had the best time in the Bahamas on the plane back I'd start having anxiety like it's over what so that was something you know th that's just one of the pieces but severe depression is is debilitating yes and uh, pay attention to yourself I know that's, that's a big part and like you said it's not one thing everyone's different the key is don't give up keep trying different ideas right but it is a lot of factors it. it's like listening to yourself stopping to go what is wrong with me you know listening to good books being around good people exercising yeah you I get gotta, in the gym yet i gotta actually yeah yeah i've been all right because i just started man what i'm starting back <laughs> let's do it let's motivate each other hey robert all right man we're wrapping up nico yeah. this was awesome man hey honestly I don't know. I'm comfortable with people all around while we're yeah, doing it. Yeah, me too, but I'm Do you, good. Are you? Let's, I'm going to get up. And yeah, no, this is perfect. 11 o'clock. Another bottle of scotch. Exactly. A cigar. Let's go have some fun. Let's go have some fun, man. All right, my man. Love we'll you, do brother. this again. Love you too, man. Thank you. This was great.
not what we expected. It never is. Nico, motherfucking Solomon, in the house. <laughs> Let's go. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.